Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three New Year's resolutions that I will definitely not give up once February kicks in. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with, I swear I'm going to join the gym and lose that weight, Jared. What's going on, guys? Armo's checking in. Um, And ketchup, obviously. <laughs> um, I would say my New Year's resolution is to take more notes in the podcast. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hell Clops. yeah. Clops. There you go. I've been... Ketchup is uh, giving me affirmations that, yes, that is the right way to do it. And I am Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the let's try and get more sleep this year. I promise I will of this podcast. I, I need short rests, long rests, all the rests. Are you talking about for Dan or for Minus? Both. Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. My name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn and... Uh, my New Year's resolution is to, I, I don't know, I feel like I just play my character so great. I don't think there's really anything I need to um, fix. But if I had to pick something, I guess it would be not as much cursing. Yay! Yeah. I know they wanted me to say it, so I was forced to say it. Oh, nobody forced you to say <laughs> not it. Not that. Oh, Minus! <laughs> minus! <laughs> Perfect. What about you, Tony? Uh, mine's going to be to elaborate and play my NPCs better in combat. I feel like my NPC combat, specifically allies, isn't isn't the best. It's probably uh, my greatest weakness in DMing. So I'm going to work to make that better for you guys. When you say that, you mean that they do dumb things and are easy or <laughs> the fact that what, like... So like Sully and... You know, all the NPCs that fight with you, I'm going to make them a little more intuitive and more involved and not just they attack now. They're not just meat shields. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. okay. They have families. They're now going to sound like uh, they're from, uh, you know, Vermont now, not just New York. <laughs> <laughs> he's really going really to switch it up. If you can do a Vermont accent posted in the Discord. I don't even know what a Vermont accent sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> Should we talk about the R's from last year? Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I think before we head into the rundown, we should. I think I succeeded in mine. I, I did not feed Reginald any hay. I'm starving over here. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and looked, and Dan's was to feed Reginald less hay. Mm -hmm. Mine was to not be so crazy about blood shards, which I think I did well. Mm, yeah, I will yeah. say you did. Yeah. Uh, Drell's was to uh, work on not just the glamour muscles. Mm -hmm. So, I think I nailed it. I don't think yeah, you did. Think you so. never mentioned working out your non-glamour muscles. Well, you know, working out, you don't really want to toot your own horn when you do it. You kind of just grind. You put in the work, you know. What so, are you talking about? If you don't want to humble brag. Whoa, 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 whoa! If you don't humble brag, your gains and the gains don't happen. It resets. I don't know about that. That's how working out works, bro. Oh fuck, is that how it, I would? Why do you know, think Mirador so. is so jacked? Oh, that's true. Right, Minus? Oh, yeah. Maybe Drell will get some workout tips uh, from Miranor. Really see what. No, is, no, what you his don't. You don't need to. Is. I don't think you. He probably just stole them from other people anyway. So <laughs> get them on <clears throat> from anyone else. And then what was Tony's? I can't remember. To curse less. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think you succeeded so, in that actually. So leave a leave a comment. Let us know in the Discord if we uh, succeeded on your guys's uh, as much as we think we did. <laughs>
<laughs> and then in a year, let us know how we did on these ones. You All know right. what? That'll be the Spotify comment below on how well we did. I'll make like a little poll. How well did we do? Yeah. There you go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. All right, Tony, give them that rundown. You know the deal. Before we do the recap, we do the rundown. Even though there's no recap this session because it's a new arc, arc six. What I'm going to run down today is the Spotify comments. I just want to do a PSA that, yes, thank you so much for love and support in the Spotify comments. A lot of them are great. They're super funny and we love reading them. However, we can't respond directly to them on Spotify. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to answer Spotify comments in our Discord. So if you would like to see your answers, answers to your comments, go ahead and join the Discord. Uh, link is down below and we're going to answer Spotify comments in there because we can't respond to them on the app. Lovely. Yeah. Wow. What do we do with this newfound time? This is where we usually do a recap. All right, Bart, hit it. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Gentlemen, boyos, welcome to the beginning of Arc 6. And we pick up just a few short hours later, just after the fight Edelram. The town of Tamer Dane had extinguished the burning homes and it seems only a minimal amount of damage was done to the town in comparison of what could have been. The townspeople seem optimistic and grateful for the heroes and light a bonfire at the center of town between three large monumental stones in the town's center. Currently, the low sun is just beyond a floating island in the center of the Kambuki Isles, creating this lunar eclipsed sunset. A comforting, soft orange glow covers the jungle town like a warm blanket. During this downtime, you gain the benefits of a long rest as well as leveling up to level 13. As the three of you regain yourselves and take a much needed break, as the people of the town seem to be very grateful and start preparing for a small celebration, what would the three of you like to do? I would like to tackle Miranor. <laughs> so... <laughs> so Right now, in the town of Tamer Dane, the all the houses were singed and burned, but nothing collapsed. That's because of the efforts of Minas. Minas had effectively handled that situation beautifully and was able to get the citizens of the town that were trapped inside after defeating the guards to help the other villagers to protect the town. They were able to extinguish the flames and everyone's homes seemed to be standing. Some are worse condition than others, but overall, best possible outcome. You see that some of the children that were trapped in the schoolhouse on the edge of town are now running around and they seem very happy. Other than the guards you slain and Adelram's decapitated body, Zith seemed to be the only friendly casualty from that fight. Zith is being laid down to rest and looks like he's given a proper burial on the edge of the town that looks like a well-maintained graveyard. As far as the other guards go, it looks like the evil guards that were attacking the town, it looks like they're loading them up onto a cart, probably going to burn them. Around the bonfire that they're creating are Miranor and six other minotaurs that are all wearing their cloaks with their hoods down. And they're all laughing and joking around and amping each other up like a couple of frat bros from the Sigi College. Minish, you may recognize some of these minotaurs as they are from your clan. One does stick out, and one of them is probably your only friend from your town, Flora. 
Flora. The only Minotaur that seemed to show you any type of compassion. Someone that you would call a friend. So the three of you are now level 13. You gain the benefits of a long rest. You're in the middle of a long rest, but mechanically we'll say that you guys are full. What would the three of you like to do? Um, hey, Miranor. <laughs> Miranor doesn't even give you the time of day. You see that he's still talking to the other Minotaurs and his back is to you as you're approaching him. And he goes, yeah, so you saw that sweet arrow that I just flung over the mountains and it came right over and it hit that gore right in the cheekbone. Hey, listen to me. And I run forward and I'm going to use my charger feet to try and tackle him to the ground. <laughs> um, give me a, yeah, give me a strength check with disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> he's your bully, so you're getting well, bully he's disadvantage. Also massive. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, <laughs> something more objective than he's a bully, I think. <laughs> he is a bull. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. He's a Strength bull. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. Okay. I got a... Oh, God. 19. He rolled a 25. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and you charge into him. Before he even turns around, you bounce off the back of his cab. <laughs> Never get used to that. The bugs out here are really large the way they Oh, look who it is, the pint-sized flower picker. And he picks you up by your by your tuft. Listen to me. I know what you did. Hold on, I can't quite hear you. And he kneels down and he tries to get eye level with you. And he's like crouching down and he's smiling and putting one ear to his, uh, putting one hand over his ear and he's like trying to hear you out. Yeah, I know what you did. And I'm speaking real low so only he can hear. I know you stole my recipe. Stole you jerk. <laughs> you calling me a thief? I didn't steal your recipe. You, you heard me talk about my recipe to everyone and you said you only ate meat, but sure enough, here you are all of a sudden years later eating fruits and oats. Well, oats make sense, but fruits? Fruits are part of the, the, the daily diet. You're part of the food pyramid. Who are you? What have you done with Miranor? <laughs> I am Miranor. Better and improved, of course. I mean, just look at me and he flexes. And he's quite visceral. All right, get off of me. And I try and wiggle out of his grasp. He does not let you go. And he stands up and he lifts you up into the air. No, I try to wiggle out, though, forcefully. Uh, as you wiggle, go ahead and give me a athletics or acrobatics check of a uh, DC 15. Yeah. I uh, got it. I got a 21. As he turns around to like show, you know, the rest of the Minotaurs, you drop out of his grasp and you land down. He goes, I do a backflip. Oh, he claps. <laughs> wow. Look at you. So you've been out adventuring for all, over a year and you learn a few flips. A few flips. Uh -huh. And I'm wiping myself off, wiping the dust off. Uh, let's see you do a backflip. Huh? I've never seen you do a backflip, you big meathead. I'm going to roll for it. <laughs> Is he actually going to try? He's actually going to try. Uh, oh you see, he goes, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> you see that he does a backflip, and but he stumbles on the last part of it, but he manages to land as a loud thud shakes onto the floor as he lands. He's like, oh, oh, oh close one, buddy. Now listen up. Oh, oh my God. Flora. Oh my God. Is that you, Flora? In the corner, sitting on a log around the center of town, you see that a lot of the children of Tamerdane have made themselves very friendly towards her. And she, you see her 
magically shifting nature in place. Almost, She's not a druid, but she's definitely doing nature spells. And this is something you haven't seen her do before. Huh. This seems like a new, recently learned talent. As you see that she begins to grow flowers out of the ground and she's making these very pretty petals and uh, very exotic looking colored flowers. And she's handing them to all the kids and the kids are eating it up. And then as you run over, she goes, oh, hey, Minis, how have you been? Oh my goodness. I haven't seen you in ages. What has it been like? Two years? Three? One and a half? Uh, I forget. We kind of went through Shadowfell and kind of got stuck in there. So it's uh, it's been kind of a rough journey, Flora. You hear one of the kids, Shadowfell? Oh, God. He's like, that's not real. He's lying. He's lying. And he's like pushing <clears throat> push him down. And she, she laughs at, like she laughs it off a little bit. Chuggles. Well, yeah, it has been a year, a little over a year since you left. But look at, look at you. You look so mature. Uh, oh, thank you. Mature. I like to think I'm pretty mature these days. That's right. You look very, uh, wow. You look naturey. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. That's amazing. How'd you learn this stuff? Oh, I just kind of grew into it. And you see that she makes something uh, else as she makes like a, a rather large stalk come up. Oh my goodness. Sid, this is one of my best friends from back home. One of my bestest friends. And I pull up my Sid. And she looks at Sid and she is enamored by it. She goes, oh, wow. And Sid rolls off your hand and then jumps onto her lap and does Sid things. And this is Sid Jr. And this is Sid Jr. the fourth. And this is Sid Sr. And this is Sid the fifth, the sixth. And then this is, uh, we'll talk about that later. Listen, (laughs) I got to introduce you to some people. It's been so long. Come over here. And I like drag her over to Drell and Armos. Armos, Drell, look, this is my (laughs) bestest friend from back home. As you bring Flora over, you see that Miranor has like a puzzled face on as you just drag Flora from where she was and just dragging her out of the group of minotaurs. You see that he has like a perplexed face. As we shoot over to the group, as you're bringing Flora over, as you're like settling some things up, some some of the uh, boys in the town around the age of like 12, 13, they come running up to you. They're like, whoa, mister, you're cool. The way you fought that dragon, that was awesome. Yeah, you guys see that? It was pretty sick, huh? <laughs> I guess you're right. He was like, punch him and bite him. Yup, yup, it was pretty oh, rad. It was awesome. Did you see me fall from the sky? That was pretty dope. All the kids go, yeah, and they like point to the crack in the ground where you landed. And the way you cut that kid guy's head off, you just ripped it off with the knife. It was awesome, it was blood everywhere. You see all the kids like mimicking uh, the actions you did when you were fighting Adolren. They're like admiring you and they're like jumping and uh, jumping up and down to trying to mimic you and they're really crowding you. They're really giving you like praise. You're like a superhero to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Drell, Drell is totally just eating up the ego boost and he's like, yeah, I guess it was pretty sick now that I think about it. But I do this stuff, you know, all the time. So <laughs> guess it's nothing new. <laughs> you, see, um, you see one of the kids jump on a rock. He's like, look, I'm Drell, Meltap. And he like jumps off and like hurts, like rolls hey, onto the floor. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> While the kids are praising Drell, you see some of the older townsfolk walk over to you, Armos. Um, as you're resting up and like watching Drell entertain all, all these kids and Minus running over to Miranor, you see some of the older uh, people, the parents and grandparents, the elders of the town walk over to you and they're thanking you for helping Ellis during combat. It, it's not a problem, it's, it's okay. I, and I'm like trying to push past them to like get to her. Cause I feel like 
I need to have a conversation with her. And I'm kind of like dismissing their their things like, yeah, 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 no, no big deal. Just another day. You guys would have done it too. Oh, we certainly, we certainly tried. Thank you, thank you so much. And like one of the older gentlemen are trying to shake your hand as he's like, he seems really thankful. Give me a perception check. 10. Uh, with a 10, you don't notice anything as you kind of just breeze past them and you're like, oh, no problem, no problem. You breeze past them and you walk over to Ellis's hut. Ellis is not outside. She is still inside. And she seemed to, you notice that after the fight, after seeing the outcome and the last thing you remember seeing from her, the last action she did was that she had a relieved face. She seemed happy that the fight is over and the town was once again safe and then quickly returned to her hut. And then you don't know what she did after that. She has not come out within the last few hours from that fight until now. So you walk over to Ellis's hut and when you go to open a door, you notice that it is locked. What the heck? I start knocking on the door. You hear some rustling sounds on the other side and Ellis answers and she goes, ah, oh, yes, um, who is it? Who do you think it is? <laughs> Armos, of course, of course. Just give me one moment. And it takes her a good 30 seconds to get up and walk over and she opens the door just a crack and you see her face and then she coughs, she goes, <coughs> what can I do for you, Armos? I feel like we need to have a conversation. Um, what the hell? You knew why we were here. You knew what was happening and you held it from us. I think it'd be best if we talked about this tomorrow when we are in better spirits. Oh, I'm in great spirits and my eyes are turning red because I'm getting angry. <laughs> I promise you that I'm not trying to hide any information from you. Yes, I knew of a group. I don't know you personally. Uh, well, before today. That I can promise you. But you knew someone was coming for the tooth and you withheld that from us, even though you knew that Zith got hit just recently. We follow suit. I uh, noticed that she's just feel like she's not going to engage with me. So I, I give her a, a, a squinted glance and uh, kind of just walk away frustrated. Perception check. Wished I was better at these. Oh, 17. Ooh. You notice that she only has like the door cracked open. You see that chain that locks the door in place, but allows you to open it a little bit. The hand that's holding it open looks very old and withered. Mm. Her face looks fine that she's showing you, but her hand looks very old. The nails are very long and chipped away. You, you get the feeling that you know that she has some type of illusion on when you were in the ethereal realm in the last session. You, you could quickly gather that like, Maybe what happened earlier in the day drained her and she's resting up and her appearance is suffering because of it or just tending to something else. That's letting the illusion drop or weaken. Okay. Armos isn't as frustrated, but still mad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, this is Drell. <laughs> Say hi, Drell. Yo. You look at Flora as Minis drags Flora over and you see that she's like stumbling along pretty quick because Minis is very excited, I would imagine. And she goes, oh, hello, Drell. And you see this woman Minotaur. She looks very well kept. She's wearing this nature type leather armor. Um, she definitely looks like a caster. It looks like she's wearing like druid and training garb. And she has a floral arrangement all on her hair and She's looking like a druid in training. For reference, how tall is she compared to Drell and I? 
She's um, that's a good question. She's a, she's about six feet tall. So you were uh, you're friends with Minus from back home, huh? Uh, yeah, we were we were friends. What do you mean? Were we are friends? Of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're speaking in past tense. Excuse me. <laughs> oh goodness, we go way back. We used to collect all kinds of flowers together, and we go in the the woods and we'd like log flowers and stuff. Oh, Minus, did you show her where you got stabbed? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I should. Uh, Sure. Uh, <coughs> Instantly worried face. Yes. Yeah. Scars are sick. Uh, yeah, I got I got pretty wounded by. Yeah, some guy tried to kill him. Uh, yeah, was, the guy we just dope. fought actually. Oh yeah, that guy actually. And I point to the dead body and I hold up his head. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And she covers her mouth and she looks pretty grossed out. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty sick. Uh, so here's the the scar. <laughs> yep. You have. Yeah. Uh, lovely friends. Uh, and then she looks at the scar that you show her, and she's instantly worried, and she gets, like, really close, and she, like, kneels down to examine it, and she sees the scar wound, and the way that it healed, you, looking at it now, a theoretical year later for you, being in Shadowfell, it is healed to the best of its capabilities because of Hugh's treatment, although what he did wasn't perfect because he didn't know what he was dealing with exactly at the time. The fur around just that scar has not fully grown back to cover it. As a matter of fact, you see that your fur is avoiding the scar. Yeah. So you see a little bit of your of your flesh. And the way the scar is sealed, she notices that it was treated medically and not magically. And she goes, who would attack you with drow poison? Uh, yeah, the, the guy, like the guy back there, he's, he's not a good dude. He's been into some very shady stuff. We're actually kind of trying to figure that all out right now. It's kind of a mess. I hold up the head and I and I work the mouth and I'm like, I'm sorry, Minus, for stabbing you. Can you ever forgive me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> good, good puppetry drill. Anyways, uh, this wow, is our most. The kids are like oh, eating God. it up and yeah, see that see, some of the parents. Someone, now... someone appreciates comedy, Minus. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, I see. I see Minus struggling as I I finish walking away from um, Ellis's hut. I see Drell doing puppeteering, and I instantly like, oh my god, hang on, I gotta lighten this. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm Armos. Um, hey, has Minus shown you his journal? He has lots of really cool things in there. <laughs> oh, I have so many more journals now. You won't believe. Oh, um, great stories. I hope, especially all the flowers that you have in there. Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Flora, check this one out. And I show her the flower from uh, my dream. Can you describe for me what that flower looks like again? Uh, I forget, to be honest. <laughs> I, also, I just remember it was a flower from my dream. Give me one second, give me one second. Uh, Insert Tony talking about it flashback style. <laughs> it is not Miranor anymore. It is a demonic version of Miranor. Your worst nightmare of Miranor. You don't know. You, you just overpowered and he tackles you to the ground. You just notice the blood red sky for one more time as he smashes his fists down into your body and goes to take a bite out of you. As he goes to take a bite, you wake up in a terrible cold sweat. You have a flower in your hand. Is anybody else up at this point, or is it? Is am I just? Nobody else is up. So I'm in this. Uh, I'm in this cold sweat, and I. Uh, I look at the flower. Uh, is there anything special about the flower? Can I like inspect it? 
It is, you're not too keen on what type of flower it is, but it looks like a lily. Okay. Possible lily flower. It was the flower that you were looking at with Flora. And I think you're going to bring this up. <laughs> I didn't prepare. <laughs> looks like a lily. So the flower you got from your dream, you show it to her and she goes, oh, I, I recall this. This is one of the first flowers that we looked at together when you started taking an interest in, in nature. Oh, yeah, it does kind of look like that, doesn't it? And as you look at this lily, you notice something that you haven't noticed before about the flower. You notice this presence from it. Give me a religion check. Oh, I don't think I've rolled above a five on religion so far. <laughs> I don't think not once. <laughs> hey, that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely notice a presence from it. It's not radiating any type of energy. There's nothing visible, visibly different about it. However, you do sense this aura from it, but you don't, you cannot tell what type of origin the aura is. But it's something that you haven't quite noticed before, and it makes you pause for just a second. Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta figure this thing out. Yeah, I got this from a dream. Wild stuff. <laughs> Woke up, it was just there. Snatched! Your journal gets taken out of your hand as Mirnor is standing above you like, Whoa, look at this! Look at this, the little uh, dwarf is keeping journal. He's got a diary. And you see the other minotaurs begin to laugh at you. Uh, <laughs> this is not new, Miranor. Let's just get through the minutia well, and you no, give me no, the journal no. back. Yeah, he, uh, he like scoots you away with one hand. He's like holding you in place. He's keeping you back. He starts to flip through it. Whoa, who's Para? Oh, Para. Really cool dragonborn lady I met back in, uh, oh, it was uh, near the Minyards. Reginald pipes up on Armos's shoulder. He goes, oh my God, he's good talking about Barra. I know. This is... Oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Reginald are just at popcorn at this point, just eating up the conversation. Yeah, she's got these vibrant blue scales. She is, oh, she is a really, really cool gal. Let me tell you. Whoa, what is, what is this? <laughs> you play dragon chess with her all night, bro? And they all laugh. Uh, at that. And like, what does that mean, huh? What does that mean? Uh, I'm confused. It means dragon chess. Uh, I'm kind of rubbing the side of my arm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Give it back. Oh, right, we get it. We get it. As he, he continues to like flip through and like read off a couple of other embarrassing stuff. And he goes, oh, oh so I, I guess you had some of my Hydra kebab, huh? I didn't. How, how was that Hydra kebab? Hmm? And he's referring to the time when Novo served his the famous Hydra neck uh, on his food cart. Uh, it actually tasted like ass. And I, I just speak up from like hanging out with the kids <laughs> over away from him. It was like super over salted. You know, the meat was tough. It was, it was horrible. I, I actually threw it out. You'd be surprised how many great monsters taste really bad, but... You would know that if you slayed any, and he <laughs> says that over to you, Drill. I hold up the head of the guy that I just killed. <laughs> this is uh, all I needed, buddy. Oh, tough guy. Oh, he puts his. He, you see, Mirador puts his hands up. He's like, oh, tough guy, cutting off a human's head. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did watch this guy slay three header caps when I was younger. He's, it was I, a breeze. I, I, I get it. You're strong, Miranor. We get it. Red Chill's like, I kind of like this guy. Reginald, what? Oh. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. <laughs> I shoot him a look. I need to, I need to step in now. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not the time. <laughs> you see that um, as the six of you are talking and Miranor seems to continue bullying Menace, he eventually drops the journal, laughs, and kind of snubs his nose at you to go back to his Minotaur uh, companions. <clears throat> and you see that people are like making food and they're handing out food to everybody. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, hey, uh, Flora, and I kind of look back at Miranor, chatting with his friends, and then look back. We we have traditions in our tribe. I I got the letter from my mom. I uh, how how did they let that happen? And I just look back at Miranor again. She looks at Miranor a little worried, and then looks at you worried and more concerned. More like she's taking some type of pity. Uh, because she knows that you got terribly bad news. She goes, yeah, um, it was announced at a council meeting. And, well, to be honest, it was announced shortly after you left what? that something like this was going to happen. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm on a journey. I like, there's, there's rules to this. Um, yeah, so you're on your uh, mission to earn right uh, to become chieftain. You know, you have to perform a great task and then you bring home the spoils, right? Um, Miranor is on that quest right now. Oh. Minis is now just glaring at Miranor. <laughs> Miranor is just messing around with his with his buddies and he's, you know, flexing. And it looks like he's telling great stories of the, all the monsters he's killed for in the last year. Uh, he's... <laughs> After boof, boof, the boof, boof, Hydra two, ah! <laughs> I scream in the middle of everybody. Sorry about that. That was a. Uh, 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 everyone stops. There's a hush over the town. <clears throat> bad. Uh, I was. I was remembering something bad that happened to me the other day. Excuse me. <laughs> I pull uh, Flora a little further away, kind of behind uh, the rock on the western side of the, the village. Anyways, uh, how, uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay long if that's what's happening. Uh, I, we we probably need to get going, but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be leaving pretty soon. We 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 leave pretty early in the morning as well. Wait, why are uh, why are you here then? Isn't he supposed to do it on his own? Why does he have everyone with him? And I point to like all the other Minotaurs. I mean, Minus got sent off on his own. And he is like, what? Bunch of people with him? Well, traditionally, you're allowed to take your own troop. And some of us were chosen. And some of us willingly left to expand their horizons and learn new things. And, uh, and what'd you do? She looks at Minus kind of scared mm -hmm. and uh she goes well I, I i came i came willingly well willing this oh. yeah well uh. but did you volunteer i did mm -hmm. uh-huh mm -hmm. um i that, thought it was a no, great I, opportunity to see the world yeah, no, safely no, no, you know no, we're not allowed cool. to really yeah, leave no no it's i get it i get it i mean going a journey with a cool group of people I mean, there was a whole. Why go with minutes? Go with the, the big douchebag. <laughs> Armos pipes up and he's like, So, wait a minute. You had minutes go by yourself. And then once the next opportunity came, then you, you jumped on board with that one. Yeah. Didn't you have the opportunity to go adventuring with Miss? Well, Minus, I didn't know you left. You left one day. 
There was no ceremony. There was no coronation. Well, my I left. Wait, my my dad told me that I had to go alone. That there was no option to take anyone else. That it was part of our laws. Um, that's not how things are done. But Armus will remember this when he meets Minus's dad. (laughs) 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 Uh, I know you and your father never seen eye to eye, but you know he told us that you you left because you wanted to seek adventure and you wanted to see the world, but he didn't mention anything about you becoming the next line of chieftain. He kind of made it seem like you changed your mind about it. No, that. I mean, I know he's a jerk, but he uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't do that. He, I I mean, every, everybody saw us arguing in the 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 streets, and he, uh, uh, yeah. Um, it wasn't right away. It was like over the course of the next few meetings. But um, no, we had like a whole coronation for Miranor. Everybody sent them off. You know, he was quested to, of slaying giant beasts and sending back home the remains like you know uh skulls he sent home two hydra heads uh-huh a basilisk back that's that's cool i was just gonna i think i need to be all glorious i was just gonna have Armos share the memories well don't worry and i pipe up to defend uh menace's <laughs> honor look at this and i pull out the eye of the dragon that i cut out that was completely useless uh, yeah. forever i'd be like look this is a a, a monster that menace is slain and start hyping him up on uh on that oh almost give her give her one of your ribbons oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> code thoughts or whatever the yeah. <laughs> so I use using code thoughts to show in real time. So I'll let choose like three specific memories to give her. Ooh. Mm. So definitely the dragon. Minus chooses uh the, the the guy we 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 fought at the keep when I when I ran through him with the fire. Caleb? Yeah, Caleb. Do the one where you uh you made the snake become your friend instead of eating him. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? I don't think Armos was there for that. Oh fuck! Armo, yeah, Armos Armos was there. I don't know that. how this. Hey, look, I don't know how this works. I don't do magic. Okay, fuck. Yeah, everything's from <laughs> Armos's point of view. Well, I wasn't always there when Armos was there. So why does Armos pick then? <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, I actually got one too because you could show how cool Menace is. Um, sh- show the one where Minus brought a guy back from the dead. Remember that one, Lenny? Wait, what's his? What's his name? Berthy. I think his name is Berthy. Berthy. Yes, that was part of the fight, so I think that's involved. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long these clips are, Minus. God, sorry. T- that's and he sorry. just turns around. I don't know again. either. <laughs> it's like Vine. They're like six seconds. No. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Oh yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really specify. <laughs> What was the third one? Uh, um, what was the first city done? Uh, Dilmore, the big boss uh, in Dilmore, when we saved the whole city. And her eyes become wide as she holds the uh, piece of cloth with all these encoded thoughts on them. And she's wide-eyed and she's somewhat speechless as she looks at you, Menace. You haven't gotten this look from her before. It's a sense of worry, mm-hmm. shock, and like genuinely surprised. Initially, when she looks over, I have my hands by my side and my chest buffed out. But then I see she's concerned. And I kind of put them to the side. I'm like, uh, so that's yeah, that's what that's what we've been up to. She goes to speak and she goes to dark. We're in such a dark place. And she like tries to take like a step forward. And that's when Miranor calls her calls her over. Four. Come on, we got to do a nightly workout and get ready for tomorrow's journey. 
Oh, yeah, <clears throat> uh, right, right, right. You you should get going. Uh, uh, okay. And she like yells over, and then Mirnoy's like, "Yeah, we gotta do. We gotta do all the non glamour muscles, you know." And he's like, does like a squat real quick, and then he gets stretching, and then Reginald pipes over to Drell. He goes, "You know, we kinda. I feel like you two would be great friends." No, dude, that guy's a total douchebag. <laughs> he actually worries about the non-glamour muscles. I just tell people I do. Yeah, it's all about the ones show, you know? You go bulk up. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, Flora. He doesn't does have that when he winks. Listen, uh, if you have the time, uh, I'm going to leave this with you. If you could, uh, take a look at this flower. And next time I see you, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, okay? And I hand her the cave flower. Wait, Menace, are you re-gifting a gift? No, Drell, it's going to come back. It's still I my gave gift you from that, you. Let, uh, <laughs> uh, it's for research. You hand her the green dragon flower, and she like still looking at you. She's still speechless, as she's just shocked. She just genuinely doesn't know what to say. She gives you like a nod, and then like looks over to her group, and then nods at you. And okay, um, I hope to see you in the morning. But uh, have a have a good night, Menace. Yes, you you too. And then I get up on the rock in the middle. Of town, I point at Miranor like Miranor. Let <clears throat> hey Miranor, look at me uh, hey. over here. He now turns around. <laughs> <clears throat> Miranor, where is he? Where is he? He's usually so low. If I grab. up here, I know I'm nor normally short. Listen, I, I'm up on the rock. <laughs> Miranor, come on. He looks up at you. God, he's so stupid. Uh, I mean, I mean, hey, <clears throat> oh, this is supposed to be so much cooler. Miranor, when I get back. After slaying the Hydra first, we will have an ivory combat in front of everybody so I can show them that I am the true chieftain meant to lead the ivory boulders. Remember that. He doesn't answer. He looks at you with his arms crossed and he blows steam out of his nose like a traditional bull. Almost, almost do the, do the, do the boom. Dude, oh, that's your cue. Oh, uh, yeah. Use my thermaturgy to to create lightning and shake the ground. Don't you forget delayed lightning and ground shaking. <laughs> <laughs> you see that he blows steam out of his nose and then looks at the rest of his group and he chuckles like a, a low chuckle to himself. And for the first time, as serious as ever, not trying to make a joke, but he looks angry. I'll be waiting. And he turns around and he walks off. And it looks like he's going to a separate part of the town where it looks like they're setting up their own <laughs> private camp. Yeah, me too. I mean, wait, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Menace. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm nervous. You did good, bud. You did right, good. Thanks. He, thanks, you got Carlos. to him. Thanks. You got to him. Did you see that? You to he's totally scared. Yeah, Menace, I always thought you were kind of overdoing it with how much that guy sucked. But no, you were right. That guy sucks. Hey, look, you give me the word. I mean, we could totally, you know... Turn him into a frog. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do in a fight. Oh. Just, oh. just think about it. Ops is there. Menace, for the first time in his life, gets red eyes like Armos, thinking about all the things <laughs> Armos and him could do. Yes. <laughs> and then I shake my head. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, honest yeah, yeah. fight. No, honest it was, fight. It was honest a joke. Fight. It was a joke. It was totally <clears throat> a joke. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, would never do Sid that. Sid is rubbing his palms together. <laughs> That's right. And we all simultaneously crack our rock knuckles. <laughs> And then we take his hands. Oh, well, we'll workshop, we'll workshop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not planning on killing the dude, but if if something happens, you can have his hands, Reginald. I promise. Okay, uh, promise. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, pinky promise, and I get my pinky. Look, I'll be good. And he, you see that his belly's a little bit smaller huh. from dieting. Oh, Reginald, you've been working out? 
Uh, you know, working on the glamour muscles. Oh man, he winks at he winks at Drill. <laughs> Those pectorals. I didn't know rabbits could even get pectorals. That's crazy. Oh, you should see. He like flexes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Next thing. There's a cursed item we might want to go back and grab. Just saying. Yes, we <laughs> do. I've been waiting until we've been alone. Do you know how hard I wanted to just leave you guys to go find that, but I didn't have the map? Would have been there already. Yeah. What? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Scratch what I said. Thinking too too excited. Thinking out loud. We need to go get that. Oh, yeah, good joke. Good joke, Garbos. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we need that. Need it real bad. But like, you couldn't hold it last time. See, last time we were hurt. See, now I'm just feeling just like a million bucks. Yeah. And uh, so we can definitely get that thing. I think we get some shut eye and first thing in the morning, we go grab that thing and then move on with our adventure. I mean, after the party, of course. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're, we're going to wait. Oh, uh, you want to go now? I don't have all my stuff. What? I'm pretty tired. There is a mythical weapon and we're just going to we're just going to act like we're going to be able to sleep tonight. I mean, I know Drell and I are going to sleep. I'm, I'm having lots of ale after that fight. I'm twitching just thinking about holding that thing again. I mean, I would really like to go get it. <laughs> what do you think, Drell? I think we sleep, but uh, your call. No, I could definitely use a rest. Cool. Cool. cool, cool. Damn it. Plus, don't you want to check on Zeth? Yeah. I w well, oh, we uh, should probably have a moment for Zeth. All right. Good moment. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go uh, mingle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say it, but I'm glad Menace did. <laughs> In Menace's head, there's like a stream of prayers and things that wasn't seen outside, but to everybody else, it looks like he just was like, "All right, nice, cool." <laughs> That's pretty dark, bro. <laughs> so, says that's Armos. <laughs> As I'm walking away, hey guys, Yo, we did this, it. <laughs> this new menace is cool. I like this new menace. <laughs> Ever since Mirnor came into the picture, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, menace is definitely more geared up now that he knows that Mirnor's on a quest. Like at the five. <laughs> and uh, menace is talking to one of the guys he saved. Oh man, the way you took that that door down and saved your family, epic. Oh, thank you, thank you. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. And then I, I think for the rest of the night, Menace is mingling. Yeah, it's a pretty tame event. It's not like a yeah bar, like a rowdy bar. People just eating and just, just they're enjoying each other's company. Yeah. We pour pour some out for the people we lost, you know. So you notice one of the elders comes over uh, while you guys are eating and they hand you some things, uh, some things they looted from the guards, Edelram's guards. One of the elders goes, uh, we thought... You can make better use of these. They're probably better in your hands, especially if you plan on leaving the town. And uh, he hands you a burlap sack, and it's filled with various things. Uh, when you go to open it, who wants to open it? I will. Drell, you open the burlap sack, and only you could see into it at first. And there are some gold coins in there, around 58 gold coins. There are 15 blood shards. There are these leather badges. It looks like they're patches to be sewn onto leather armor. It is the symbol of the Red Dawn. Ooh. Which is an eye oh, oh. over, um, which is a, excuse me, not eye, which is a picture of a mountain 
with a sun behind it, as if it's rising. Hear that, boys? Beyond the mountain. Going incognito. <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. Oh, Drill, remember those cloaks we got? Oh, my headband. Well, uh, uh, I don't know if we should put it on the uh, the Blusher Bandits. It'd be like Naruto. Thing. Oh, okay. If you want, uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do. <clears throat> put a lot of work into that. <laughs> you see the elder that handed you that bag of items? Guys, you over to one of the houses and this particular hut in the middle of town doesn't have as many families in it. When you walk into the hut, it looks like it's set up for more of a uh, open style of living. There are no separate rooms. It's like a big, a big den. And there are multiple cots, uh, bunk bed style. And it's about two families already living in here. And there are extra beds for you to lay in. Looks like they don't really have any private areas in this town. So the, the two families there kindly offer you a place to sleep for the night and they offer you some extra food. The three of you get a good night's rest. All right, see, I'm already living up to my uh, my New Year's resolution. Except for Armos. Oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. I was worried there for a second. <laughs> I was tossing and turning. Where's the dagger? Armos. Want it. What? You quickly find yourself with a dark breeze flowing through your horns. As the sounds of crashing blood waves beneath you on a stone pedestal in the middle of a blood ocean, the sounds of a familiar wail echo in the distance. Hey, hey, we're back here again. Before you, oh, here we go, is a well. Behind you, a ruby red gauntlet clasps onto your shoulder. As you look behind you, there is a towering tiefling looking down at you, almost perfect in every way, except for his hand that is on your shoulder. You get a better look at the ruby red gauntlet and you see that the gauntlet that is on your shoulder is made up of all of these different types of shards that blends and melds perfectly with his tiefling flesh as you travel up his arm. Almost, you haven't contributed to your debt in some time. The dwell remains dry. And he grabs tighter. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it. The, you know, blood shards around here are just a little, uh, little scarce. Your progress is already significant enough. As you look ahead and the bridge is halfway, a little more than halfway built, and you see that the bridge is extending out all the way to this black silhouette of a castle. And then you look up and you notice the sky, the clouds move, and it looks like there's stars in the sky with all these shattered planets again. Planets with holes in them. Another your progress is already significant enough. However, another eager, power-hungry soul could take your place. You think someone's going to do better than me? I mean, look at this. And I try to gesture around, but my hands are tied to my side because he's grabbing on me. The well remains dry. Not only will you suffer, but the things you care about, those few things, will also suffer. And you see the sky quickly turns from stars to images of things you slightly care about. Uh -oh. You see Minus, an after image of Minus, an after image of Drell. You even see your dog, Layla, and Ghibli. And then psh, the visions vanish as he seems to be threatening 
those creatures. You wouldn't dare. He grabs your shoulder tighter as the gauntlet pierces your shoulder and blood begins to run through your armor. If you refuse to oblige, I will be persuaded to take further actions. You've been a good consort. Please do not disappoint me. Time is running short. It would be nice if we just had like a quota. You know, I think I got like a few on me, but until I find some more, you know, unfortunate souls that have some blood shards, I'm kind of uh, in a bind here. That is your problem to deal with. Damn it. It is the contract you signed. Can I try to use a spell here? Like, do I feel like I have power, any kind of power here? You, no, you do not have any power here. Damn it. You feel like you're not in touch with your capabilities. As a warlock, you know that the source of your abilities comes from your pact. Mm -hmm. There are like minor spells you can cast without a contract of a demon, but you know that all of your spell capabilities come from Reginald. It's a part of your deal. All right, more blood shards. Uh, uh, message received. It's just you know you have a you could do a better way of talking, communicating. You know, like I don't I don't need the threats. Understood. Quick reminder. It's great. I'll give you a better send off. And he throws you off the pedestal as you go, as you fall, ah! fall rapidly into the ocean and then wake up in the morning covered ah. in sweat. And Reginald is sitting on your tummy, staring at you, giving you that usual look that you are very familiar with. That's time to pay the toll. You saw that too, huh? Oh, yeah. You know how this works almost. What's with that guy? Well, you know, he is a great, all-powerful being. Mm. And we are directly contributing to his power source, so kind of makes sense, right? Mm. Can't think about it right now. Mm. That's a shame. You are currently, you currently have one point of exhaustion until you pay your debt. Ugh. And the three of you get up for the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Such a good sleep. This bed oh. is so comfortable, Menace. Needed that. That was, that was a good cot. Good cot. Oh. Yeah. Me. Man. Me. Uh, uh, uh. And then I brush off all my SIDS from on top of me. <laughs> Just all these rocks fall on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> onto the floor and they scatter into cracks and kind <laughs> of roll away. Oh, good morning. <laughs> you see in the center of the room, the families have already started cooking and you see some of the kids eating and there are three plates left out for you. Oh, and they go, good morning, good morning. Uh, it seems like the other people have already left for the day. Um, they left in a few hours ago. Yeah, that's okay. We're not going with them. Nope, not with them, not with them. <clears throat> thank you for the meal though. We appreciate this. Thank you for helping us save our town. We really appreciate it. And we wish you best on your travels. Oh, thank you. As they hand you some hearty breakfast. Oh my goodness. I love honeydew. <laughs> <Start> <laughs> eating the you would say that. Fucking. <laughs> you would say honeydew, you fuck. <laughs> as I'm eating, I want to ask them. I As I'm like shoveling food in my mouth, I'm going to be like, oh, by the way, have you ever heard of like the kabuki... Fight Club or Kabuki Isles <laughs> Fight Club. You see he has a bit of worry on his face. He goes, yeah, we, we tend to stay clear of those uh, individuals. 
awesome. Where is it? Do you know? It's no, we don't. There isn't a specific location. It's more of an organization of people that aren't the best people to be around. Why would you want to affiliate with them? Oh, no. I mean, I never said that. I was just curious. I heard about it. So I was just wondering how much you knew about it. You know, I know they kidnap people and force them to fight in pits savagely. Oh, and then they they take like, I don't know, volunteers. Just curious, just curious. I, of course. Wouldn't know a soul who would want to volunteer in that bloodbath. Academic reasons. <laughs> for research. Yeah, for research. I'm sure some of the rough and tough types would want to go, but uh, I, don't, I can't imagine any volunteers getting paid. Mm-hmm. Mm. I lean over to Menace. We totally need to go. He, yes. Menace now is worried because he did not know that about the Fight Club. This is news to him. Yes, we... Uh, <clears throat> yep. I give him an awkward thumbs up. All right. Uh, I'm going to go talk to Ellis real quick. Let her know what we're up to. Wink. And I say wink as I wink at them. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I, hang on. <laughs> I'm going to try to use it as leverage if she's still kind of in her thing. Because right now only me and her know, know her true form thing, right? I'll be like, I got this menace. I'll, I'll go talk to her. Oh, oh thank you, Armos. You finish your whatever that is. <laughs> Uh, it's honeydew. It's delicious. Try it. No? Okay. All for me. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that, Drell. It's like he's turning a new leaf, taking initiative, and like, that's that's great. You. Good for honeydew. Almost. It, it should be a crime. It should literally be a crime to, sell, to, to eat this or serve it. <laughs> you walk over and you knock, and then Ellis opens the door, and you see that she is her normal self. The way she had introduced herself, she looks young and still using a cane to walk around, but she seems to be uh, in better spirits and is smiling at you. She goes, oh, good morning, Armos. Oh, okay. We need to have a talk. Are we good now? Yes, I have regained my strength and got the rest that I needed. And I appreciate you giving me my privacy during that time. Yeah, it was strength. And I, yep, wink. We are going to go get the tooth and bring it here for you to <sighs> uncurse. And I'm trying to f- see how she feels about that statement. Very worried, instant worry on her face. And she goes, I'm concerned about the attention that may bring to the town. I can't imagine that a relic um, that is that powerful, as I'm told, to not draw evil things near it. You said it was a tooth from a god? Do I have that correct? I don't have much information on it. Mm-hmm. If it's truly a part of a god, then there are things looking for it, and I would rather not be a part of it. Could I lift the curse that surrounds the object? Sure. How I would do it, and how long it would take? I don't have answers for that, because I don't know what I'm about to deal with. But it's possible. Sure, everything, anything's possible. That's what I'd like to hear. What would we need if we did this? Hypothetically. Time? Um, I think the best course of action is to leave it where it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of it however if it ended up here yeah i will do my best to remove the curse um what i would need i i would not know a shout from the outside Aros, we're getting ready <laughs> i'm putting my boots on well i know what's going on here and i feel like there's already been enough evil things and if you planned on doing this with the people that we just defeated and you were okay with that. I didn't agree to anything. We were threatened to do it. As you can see, we're here to help everybody. 
And an item like that in the hands of some good guys with all the evil in this world would probably serve us right. She's thinking to herself and remaining recluse. And she's like looking around the room, almost like looking for an answer. <laughs> an artifact of that magnitude would appear in my possession. I will do what I can to rid its evil essence. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we might not make it. We may fail in this uh, in this journey, but if we do, it will be in the next day. So be prepared. Okay. He could be dying like me. Wait, what? Uh, wait, I mean, I'm not dying. Uh, fuck. Oh no, <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> I have something for you. Oh? She gets up and she walks over to her shelf of alchemy supplies and grabs three mason jars. And she walks back over and she hands it to you. And they're tied up with this little uh, rope over the lid. And they look like full jars of gel. This is an ointment that you could put over your wounds and it will essentially heal you. It could also remove uh, some disease if you happen to suffer any diseases, any uh, any elements of any kind. If a poisonous snake were to bite you, this ointment would cleanse that effect. And the item is called restorative ointment. You can add that in D&D Beyond. There are three jars and they have four uses each. As an action, one dose of the ointment can be swallowed or applied to the skin. The creature that receives it regains 2d8 plus 2 hit points, and it ceases to, uh, ceases to be poisoned and is cured of any disease. Mm. This does not fall under the potion rule, so you would need to use an action in combat to use this. All right, so I grab the, the three ointments, I give her a nod, and I let her subtly let her know. Everything that we've talked about and seen, and I kind of look around, we'll just keep between us. And I start to walk up the door. I appreciate the privacy of our conversations, truly. And she gives you a soft smile. And then as I go outside, uh, I give Drell and Menace one of the uh, the ointments. Yeah, I swear, all I see him do is tries. That's why he's like, he's so yeah, thick like that. so stupid. Like, I, I don't know. even know who would focus on something he like that. He never varies his routine. It's, oh, yeah. oh. oh hey. I'm, just, I'm oh. just surprised about the amount of protein it's packed into hay to get that big. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we start to pack to head out. To the All right. crater and get the tooth. Reginald is tapping the book as the three of you are getting your gear ready. Wait, why do you guys want to go back and get the so? Oh, look at Armos. Oh, <laughs> the tooth. So, uh, Drell in the middle of the fight found out that Ellis was actually going to decurse the tooth. No, 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 I got that part. I need to know why we're going to go back and get it. We literally buried it for like a reason. Well, someone could still find it down there. Right. But we could uncurse it. And then mm. nobody can use it for bad-ish things again. Drill squints his eyes. Mm. I, I was feeling pretty good about my speech to Ellis, so I give Dr Drill the same speech. In this land of evil, a weapon like that could really... Help the good guys. And, and he gives us temporary hit points with that speech. Yeah. Continue to <laughs> talk about how evil the world is. 
and how turning a weapon of mass evil into a thing of good would then be a beacon of hope. <laughs> that was great, okay. Armos. Um, so I am down to do it as a player, but my main worry is for the listening podcast sake of it. For us, literally, first thing that we do in the new arc is just go exactly do what we did at the end of the last one. It's your journey, man. I'm not worried about that part. It's trust me. It will be fun either way. Okay, I got I got a plan. I don't know if it's a good one. So my seventh level spell, I can use mass suggestion on the town. And as a town, we all go there and oh mass suggestion God. will last for 24 hours and we chain, pick it up and throw it to the next person so that hopefully no one takes too much damage. And... These NPCs would die immediately. You think <laughs> they, they would? Any uh, damage. Yeah, they yeah. common stats, dude. <laughs> I think I, I think a bead of sweat just ran down my face when you said that. <laughs> oh, we only lost twenty of them. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just go check the area out, see how it's looking, and if it's even possible, drill. And if it's not, we head out. No problem. No harm. No foul. All right. Fine. All right. It works for me. So I think it was uh, this way. Oh my gosh! I forgot you drew a star. <laughs> looking at all the drawings. That There's like seven different shapes on here. Reginald's looking at the map too on your shoulder, Minus. Oh, man. Reginald, you did one here too. I didn't know you did a... Oh, you're kind of an artist. Oh, yeah. yeah I got. I kind of chewed on that spot right there. Oh, I thought it was a seahorse. Okay. No, you could have... Well, what's a horse seahorse? <laughs> uh, we, uh, we venture back to, to at least see if that it's even possible to go back down there. So you leave town and you follow the map. Now, if I remember correctly, you got some nat 20s while making that map. So you won't even need a history check now. You know exactly where that spot is mm -hmm. and you covered it up. Uh, pass a star around the blood shard. Why'd you draw a blood shard? Uh. About two hours pass and it's a pretty easy hike for the three of you. And you're a little tired after the trip. You make it to the top of the mountain and you look down and you don't see the town of Tame Mordain anymore. When you originally left that hole that you climbed out of and you saw the town, although it was still hard to see, you did see the outline. You remember from what Ellis was telling you that the town seems to make itself known to those who are in need. You cannot spot the town at all. You just see a mass jungle around you. Girl's gonna have to beat me up to get us back there can do and i crack my knuckles <laughs> you arrive at the top and you see the hole that you've created and you look down and you see that the tunnel goes on for over a mile almost as devil sight ends and it's just blackness you do sense this powerful evil at the other end of the tunnel you know the tooth of yanagu is down there you're not sure what lies down there after you left the tooth, but you are positive that the tooth is down there now that you're focused on it. Can we just do a roll to like see if it's possible, I guess? Can I do like a perception check to see if it's possible in our current state? Make me a make me a history check. That is a 11. Almost at a light bulb. If everything else fails, I have like a maybe one Hail Mary that I, I would like to try. But okay. what's that Hail Mary? Just out of curiosity. So there's a spell called Contact the Other Plane. I was also reading that. I don't know if it'll do exactly what you want. You, but you mentally contact a demigod or a spirit of long dead saga and mysterious entity. <laughs> I think I might be able to reason with it. So, Menace, with an 11, <laughs> you do recall something 
an item that you have. You look at your hip and you see the Fell Ogryn. Yeah. You have oil. You know that when you travel in Shadowfell, although Shadowfell is a copy of the material plane, you do know you travel further quicker as it's not a direct one-to-one -one scale. All right, guys. I think the only way we're going to get down there is with the Ogburn. Oh. You want to go back into Shadowfell? Not really, if I'm being honest. I mean... Not really. But that's the thing, Minus. We could walk through there for five minutes and we just miss out on a whole nother month. Yeah, yeah. And think about it. The longer you're in there, the farther ahead Miranora gets on you. Oh! Uh... Armos, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> all right, Armos, I got nothing. If you think you got something, it's all you. I mean, <laughs> I think the only the, the last Hail Mary thing would be just to actually contact the the demon and try to see if we can get its blessings to. Take the tooth. Oh, so that we could not have to do the saves. Wait, you, wait, 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 wait. You're going to contact the thing where the tooth came out of? Yeah. You know that this god is like the epitome of raw evil. It eats things to, for the sake of eating them. Not because it wants to eat, because it likes to watch things being eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't realize Armos was going to die this episode, did you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so first off, it's just a talk. It's not like a... Let me read the spell. Hang on. <laughs> Yanagu is commonly known as the beast of butchery, and I'll let you take that as you will. <sighs> Everyone listening is like, do it, Armos. Do it. <laughs> no, I feel like we got to give it a shot. Like, worst case scenario, uh, you get some I piss damage. off a god, right? Yeah. And that's... <laughs> You know, normal. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the course. <laughs> right? Hey, can we just take the uh, tooth that is like basically your power? Right. Real quick? Hey, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Bring it back. So, yeah, let's, I don't know. I, I sit at the, the edge or near a tree, not near the edge. Oh, God. And get into kind of a meditative state and try to do contact other plane spell to contact the... What does the spell say exactly? You mentally contact a demigod, the spirit of long dead saga from other mysterious entity or, or some other mysterious entity from another plane. When you cast this, you must make a DC save of 15 <laughs> intelligence saving throw. On a failure, I take 6d6 psychic damage and are insane until I finish a long rest. <laughs> oh my god. While insane, you can't take uh can't take actions, you can't understand other creatures are saying, you can't read, you can't you only speak in gibberish and greater restoration spells on you. It's the riskiest shit I've ever seen. Greater restoration spell casted on you ends this effect. Do you have greater restoration? Uh, nope. Damn it. Okay. Well, it's a Hail Mary, like I said. <laughs> I, okay, so mechanically, I don't think the spell does what you want it to do. Because it says demigod, a spirit of a long dead sage. Or a mysterious entity from another plane. Or mysterious. It's it's listing three different things. I think Yanagu's a mysterious entity from another plane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on a six, I still have to make a DC. Menace, Menace, can you do that thing? Can you do Can you do the thing and help him? Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> hey, Sid, come here. Come here. You're going to go over to Armos, and you're going to give him a little tap. 
Give him some bless, okay? Me. I believe in you. Oh my god. Me. I take Sid and I, while I'm meditating, I put him on the top of my head just for <laughs> more luck in this situation. <laughs> just give me, give, That's give awesome. me all your power. <laughs> All right, this is like switch places with Reginald. Reginald, you can stay with me for a second. I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, you'll get the best view. Actually, go up on Drell's shoulder. You'll get the best view. Okay. No, don't touch me. No, no, oh, no. I oh. actually need to be a part of this. I am a oh. material component in this factor. Uh, oh, okay. News uh, to me. Uh, please allow me. And you see that, <laughs> almost. you sit down and you draw out your sigil onto the ground in dirt using your components to make this glyph. To get the spell ready. And you see that Reginald sits in the center of it. And as the eyes roll to the back of your head and your devil sight kicks on, you cast contact other plane. And Reginald in the center of it, suddenly his eyes roll back and he begins to flow into the air as a, his body is becoming a major component in the spell. As you see uh, from the outside, Menace and Drell, you see seven demonic wings etherealize out from Reginald's back and they are magnificent and glorious. And they span off what seems like forever as if there are light beacons in the sky and he is speaking in tongues. And then almost you you are teleported into a dark room, from what it seems. Total pitch blackness. Please make me an intelligence check of a DC 15 with disadvantage because you are exhausted. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that part. It's a saving throw. Uh, it says disadvantage on ability checks. Oh, it is a saving throw. I thought it was an ability check. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I got a 20 and then I get a plus four. You are <laughs> teleported into this long iron hallway filled with these massive bones with hanging cleavers and swords, half ripped apart beasts and unrecognizable demons hang from its long iron ceiling as you see this metal hallway go on for miles and you turn around and before you is a what seems like a beast's bed made out of iron steel flesh and bones sharp objects and on it staring at you in, with its gargantuan size with a massive maw what seems to be tiny tiny red eyes a large flail with three metal heads the size of buildings laying next to it drooling blood acid and raw disease is the silhouette of yanagu okay you can ask it five questions in which i can answer with one word Ask it its name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so it, it can only answer in one word. Okay, okay. And, uh, that changes my perspective. <laughs> so I only get five. Okay, so I got to make them really long. Get out everything I can. Okay. Yanagu, I come forth to ask for your blessing. And before you answer, let me give you some backstory of what's going on here. <laughs> As it yells in this bestial language. Your hair flies back, saliva draws onto your face. The Beast of Butchery's temple has been collapsed. Your weapon lies dormant under the ground, being covered for no one 
to see again. And I come to you for a couple reasons. <laughs> and one of them is for your blessing to use this weapon. Before you answer, <laughs> let me tell you more. <laughs> Powerful Yanagu, we plan to use your weapon in your glory. As a fellow lover of beasts, uh, I tell him about my dog that passed away and how I'm going to get vengeance on the people that uh, that wronged me. And I will do it in his name if he lets us use his weapon. No! And he yells, and the giant, <laughs> the bodies, the half-eaten bodies, the large metal cleavers and clubs shake and vibrate within the metal hall. So that's me trying to plead my case. Yunagu, you will no longer get sacrifices from your tooth, from your weapon. It will be buried for years, millennium, if we do not receive that. Or if you grant us the ability to be able to use this weapon, then we will prolong your legacy for many years to come. Death yells death. I don't know if he means my death. <laughs> <laughs> the one word thing is tough. Okay, for my next part, I have proven how powerful we are. As you've seen from your weak display of power that you sh thrown at us, and we were able to overcome that. Now imagine us wielding your power in our hands. Together, we could then take on everything. Puny. Not going so well. <laughs> no, not at all. Is that three? That's three, yeah. right? He said, no, death, puny. Got it. Okay. And never. Oh, is that when he for? Okay, that's when he first showed up. Okay. Then uh, the last one. Instead, if you choose not to part with us, I will make it my mission to come back here and cleanse your weapon of your curse and you oh. and make sure that no one hears of your name again. You will die another time when the last person that hears your name will be me uttering it right now, Yunagu. So you have one more ch chance to come to your senses and let me wield your power or else you die. You see Yunagu gets real close as you look smaller than one of the teeth that are actually in his mouth. It looks like a row, rows of teeth similar to a shark. And he whispers two words to you. Armos food. You are sent back down the metal hallway <laughs> as he quickly becomes small and you see Reginald falls out of the sigil circle drawn onto the ground as you snap to. I catch Sid as it gets blown away. Oh, oh, careful there, buddy. Yeah, the two of you feel a shockwave when the spell ends. How'd it go? I'm just laying there, furious, staring up at the, the sky. Not good, huh? Uh, another person has made an enemy of me today, and <laughs> every knoll on sight will know. <laughs> All right, well. I am uh, plotting so much revenge and so much destruction on this guy. <laughs> we'll tell you what, Armos, we got we got the map. So when our journey's over, we'll come back at the end of our journey, okay? I promise. Oh, I plan on it. All right. <clears throat> you hear an ominous howl, an ominous knoll howl in the distance coming from a far distant part of the island. Hmm. 
I uh, just give a uh, an ominous stare into the hole and just briefly say, "Today you die." <laughs> and I throw throw one little stone in just to hear the the bottom of the pit and uh, walk away. All right. It's time we head to the Kambuki Isles. We're already on the Kambuki Isles. I mean, the other island. <clears throat> can I maybe do a nature check or something to see if I can find the best path back to a port so we can move towards the next island? Yeah, so you know from right now that you would just need to cross a, uh, a river that seems to be, that might be somewhat challenging. Unless you find a bridge, you could also find a port. The only port that you're aware of is in the opposite direction, the Aramore ports, which is about two days away. You can see it from your location way in the distance, but you know you would have to backtrack and travel through the jungle um, to get there. If you wanted to go to San Lo, um, Ellis did draw you a map, if I recall correctly. Oh, she did. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. She just mentioned that there is a river that you would need to possibly take a boat over or find other means, but it wouldn't be impossible. You would be traveling north, west. I pull out the map and I kind of put it down on the ground. So we're about here, guys. Um, we need to head this way. Follow me. <laughs> I, uh, roll up the map, put it in my bag, and I start walking. So the three of you begin to travel. It is still late morning, and you make your way down this hill again, and you find yourself back into the jungle. There are no roads, but Minus, go ahead and give me a nature check to see if you can find a relatively easy path to take. I got a 21. Oh, wow. You, as you're traveling down, you find the path of least resistance, and it almost seems like a natural road. You find yourself walking in between these two valleys almost like a valley you see like on either side of you the trees are about 10 feet above you and you find yourself navigating through the jungle on a lower road and as you're traveling it opens up and you're seeing all these different landscapes within the jungle dense jungle forest to somewhat open plains you see all these footprints scattered around of different animals some larger some smaller you do see a very large prince but it doesn't look like a beast it looks like a it looks like a dinosaur print and you find yourself when you're walking through some of these larger planes jumping into the footprint and then jumping out of it as you cross over it and then you find yourself back into the jungle path and then it begins to open and the three of you stop suddenly as you hear some snoring as the three of you travel into the late afternoon you find yourself in a path covered by trees, giving a pleasant shade over you. It blocks from the high noon heat coming from the sun. And you hear some deep, deep snores. And you look in front of you, just ahead, about 60 feet, almost blocking your path. As using the this natural land, resembling like sh she's laying in a hammock, is a large giant holding a club. It is a female giant, and she is snoring, taking a nap. And she is wearing a tabard. And that is where we're going to end today's session. 
first episode of Arc 6, baby. Not what I expected. Oh my god. At all. Not what I expected either. Yeah. <laughs> At all. Oh, and we will talk about it in the after show. Yeah. How are you guys feeling? I feel good. Vengeful. Determined. Yeah, I want to know. I, I can't wait to like have this discussion about how Menace feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. It's going to be a journey. My dad's a dick. <laughs> yeah, dude, your dad sucks. Yes, yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. He's awful. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was kind of a shitty person, but like, you know, he'd screw me over that bad. <laughs> it's almost like he was just trying to get rid of you. Weird. Not weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like my backstory is coming <laughs> 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 back. To- <laughs> and then almost had some eventful stuff happen. He saw his. Uh, Mm-hmm. His, his contract. He uh, he pissed off an evil god. I mean, just n- another Tuesday. <laughs> another Tuesday. Another Tuesday. What a way to start off 2024. Am I right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new year. New year. Happy New Year, everybody. Woo. Yeah. Happy New Year. Hopefully, everyone's 2024 goes fantastic. Oh, I'm banking on it. 2023 sucked outside of D and D. Where, just real quick, instead of a recommendation, where do you think we'll be in one year? What, in D&D or yeah, in life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just D&D. Like, oh. I think in if looking back. On our new campaign. No. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, maybe. that's the thing. What level will we be? What, I, I have so many, like, I was look, listening back on that year because we had to find out what our resolutions were. So I was like, oh, how many episodes ago? It's like 40 some ago. Hmm. I mean, theoretically, the max amount of episodes we could have in a year is 52. It's true. And that's if we don't miss a week ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, pretty cool. I'm just kind of curious. Do you think we'll be level 15, level 20? (laughs) You think we'll gain two levels in a year? (laughs) (laughs) My guess is level 18. Well, I mean, after Almos's uh, contact other plane, I think you just added a whole new segment to the campaign. Appreciate that. I knew. Mm-hmm. Save it for the after show. Yeah, we're going to save it for the after show. Uh, Way to go, Armos. Uh, you know, you got to stir the pot. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, you, you stirred it all right. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, God. What? Uh, what, a, what a thing I have to work around now. <laughs> <laughs> My recommendation this week is uh, the Greater Restoration spell. Um, keep it around just in case uh, your friend goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Could have been, been weird. Could have been, been weird. bad. <laughs> so we spent the next three episodes pulling our crazy friend around. Speaking gibberish. I kind of would love to see that. Kind of see you uh, role play that. Uh, not going to lie. I was going to say, there was no way I was losing that. I had so many like extra things I could have done. Bless, Dark One's Luck, so mm-hmm. on. This is after show stuff. This is after show stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's got a real recommendation? I got one. Um, So... It's a show on Peacock. I just watched it. It's called uh, The Lost Symbol. Ooh. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. It's um, if you like like the, I guess, chase of like National Treasure, like the movie, it's like that. It's about like the history and. Oh, it's a Dan Brown book. It's it's pretty good. It's uh, it's about this, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but it's about this group of people that try to hunt down the ultimate like enlightenment and um it's uh not 
the Knights Templar, uh, fuck, what are the people, the Freemasons. So it's like a bunch of like the Freemasons like hid this thing. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. It's a, it's a good show. So you have Peacock, go check it out. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great record. I actually might check it out myself and look for something to watch. Yeah. It's only like 10 episodes too. So it's pretty easy. That's good. All right. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and celebrate our new year's Patreon supporters. So, uh, with that, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. And now it's time to shout out the Patreon supporters. Starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. First up is Amanda, a.k.a. Morgan Ulthil. Morgan pursues her quest within the Underdark. After finding a gold amulet floating in the water, she soon realizes her search may reach its end. Jumping over pits and large cracks in the dark caverns, she's not avoiding any danger. She's following large imprints, footsteps of a giant. But what giant in the Underdark leaves crater-sized footprints? Morgan's fox companion is hot on its scent. Next up, we have Artemis, and Artemis finds himself in the center of a busy city, the city of Aramor. Artemis has visited every alchemist shop and magic bookstore in town with no luck of finding Cammy Joe. Deciding to take a break, Artemis stops at a nearby tavern for some lunch, a local spot named the Wild Side Tavern. To his surprise, Cammy Joe is in that very tavern and he seems to be the popular one, smitten by two barmaids. Hmm, very suspicious. And just outside Aramore City is our next Bloodshard Bandit member, Ash, aka Rocco the Croco. It's been one week since Rocco has left his tribe. As he travels through the swampy lands of the Riverwood Forest, he finally makes his way to Capitol Road, a major road that connects the town of Gilo, Dilmore, and Aramore City. Unknown to him which way is west, he heads east. As he travels this lonely path, he can't help to think about the last conversation he had with his brother, and the last words he said, and those were, see you later, alligator. To his brother's reply, not in a while, Krako. Dial. Next up is Benjamin the Dread Haze, or should I say, Baby Dread. This fella mental is now dreaming of his former younger self. The drow boy walking hand in hand with his mother, reliving a fond memory, a fun day in the Underdark by the crystal shores in the luminescent bellow. Upon returning home, a savage green flame can be seen. His home turmoil. And high above the Underdark is our next Bloodshot Bandit member, Dana, aka Alara Dawnstar. Face to face with the gem thief, running and sprinting, Alara dashes through a set of fast-closing doors, delivering a high kick to the thief, holding the sacred purified gem. A face is revealed from the devastating blow. Who could it be? A familiar face? Not to Alara, but to us, it's Julius Kendrick! And speaking of, he is our next Bloodshard supporter, Julius Kendrick, a tatted-up wizard, his skin a tapestry of ancient words and phrases, a flesh shrine to his powers and beliefs as he stares down a large Dawnstar. With red in his eyes, firmly grasping the purified gem, he hopes to redeem himself within the Red Dawn with this legendary relic. Our next Bloodshot Bandit member is Dylan Snyder, aka Reese. After a close call at a local Kambuki tavern and dodging some cultists, who knew he could fail successfully? Flirting with the wrong woman did lead to a cultist lead. But now that he is safe, he continues his search for his friend. He is truly worried about her. She could be a giant klutz sometimes. 
And speaking of klutzes, we move on to Reigns, our next Bloodshot Bandit member. At the demise of a death slot, Splash, his body falls into a puddle of sewage water. A scared Reigns looks up at this horrifying frog-like beast. The last thing Reigns remembers seeing is the frog transforming into something scarier than he could ever imagine. The slot turned into him. The slot quickly rummages through the former Reigns' pockets to learn about his identity and steals it. And lastly, we have Ryan Green, aka Rommel, and Rommel has been busy on the Kambuki Isles. This wooden woad is dedicated to the truth from long ago. You see, Rommel noticed something very strange the moment he arrived on the Kambuki Isles, specifically with its soil. He notices the stone on the island mimics the trees in terms of life only if he could communicate with the rocks. Now we move on to the Sitja College alumni. And first up is Andrew Hall, a first Sitja College alumni member, and he is deep into his wizardly summer school courses. And boy, is it brutal. Mostly because the classrooms are hot and the ray of frost conditioner is broken. Determined to pass, he can't possibly spare a spell slot to fix it. Our next member is Sakajewa, and there's a quote that's truer to him than ever before. If you build it, they will come. And Sakajewa has finished his Rocket Boot League arena, and the fans are pouring in. He has already sold out tickets for his first game at the end of the month. Our next alumni is Patrick Wennerstrom, and this punk just played his first show in the town of Gilo, and it was a hit. However, the local town Red Guard did not find it amusing. After starting a riot and destroying Gilo property, they attempted to arrest Patrick, but Patrick was all like, yeah, whatever. Robert Crisp is next, and he is feeling down as the Sidgwick College did not grant additional funding to his Baguette Colony project. Desperate for some cash, he picked up a side job at a local bakery to earn some extra bread. And speaking of extra bread, our next member is St. Chaos, a former Sidgwick College student turned rich prisoner entrepreneur as his toilet wine industry has seen a large boom in business. So much business that he's begun outsourcing to local nearby towns. His courier rats sure are speedy after some toilet wine. And scooting in next is our next Sidgwick College alumni member, Scoot Duke. Scoot seems to be surprising everyone with his dudes, but not all dudes appreciate scoots. You see, the Lucius Farmstead, there's a firm policy about duding when you should scoot and scoot when you should dude. Please message us with some character information. We can't keep this up forever. Next up is Sly, a were-raccoon. Sly is currently hiding in a local bar and seems to have live music, jazz music specifically. Something doesn't seem right. He has never heard of the Wild Side Tavern before. And now we move on to whom Brian's heroes. Abdul Rahman had just finished brewing another anti-theft potion, but alas, when he went to go retrieve it, it was stolen. Oh, what bad luck. But what luck indeed, as Alex Dredd returns into the store. Shocked and angered by the recent stolen anti-theft potion, he sets out to find a lead to whom the culprit may be. The first suspect on his list is Caleb Schneider, who is currently dueling Johnny Tarr. A neck-to-neck -neck fight, a swords clash between the two heroes, another onlooker seems to take interest in the duel. Nufarius Ducarius, who smells suspiciously like rare potions. However, it seems impossible to steal from him. And then we move on over to the town of Dilmore, to a little glass shop 
shattered and broken, it seems that someone had trashed Man with Glasses' new store. A bell jingles as Captain Dandelion enters the recently robbed store. As he takes a report of the broken and stolen goods, he informs Man with Glass of a new anti-theft potion that is being sold in a nearby town. But fear not, as business should boom again as a new Rocket Boot League arena has been built. Buying the last two tickets to its sold-out matches are Odie Mel and Nubs, two longtime members of the Rocket Boot League. Nubs aspires to play in the Pro League one day. Odie Mel encourages Nubs to never give up. That's all for this week's Patreon supporters. If you would like to join this amazing cast of heroes and be shouted out yourself, go over and click that Patreon link down below and subscribe to one of our amazing, fruitful, and rewardful tiers. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.